This is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder, brought to you as always by our buds at VolleyballMag.com. Pod Snacks, provided by our new boys at Chomps. Oh, yeah. We are the champions. <laughs> and today we have uh, good golly Miss Molly Turner <laughs> in the house. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right. I know it's, uh, it's been a very brief off-season so far, but yes. how are you enjoying uh, a break between, between tournaments at the moment? Uh, it's, it doesn't really feel like an off season. The only off season I felt like I had was when I went home to Chicago for Thanksgiving so far, but I feel like when I come back, I just get back into it and I, I don't want to stop. I just, I enjoy it so much. Yeah. So. It's, it's tough. Cause you're, you're new to California, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like, cause I'm still relatively new. I've been here for a little bit more than three years and just like when you don't live on a beach and then you live on the beach, it's impossible to stay off of it. Right. That's yeah. always my issue. I just like can't get away from it. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. So when I come like when I came back from Chicago, it was like we were getting ready for the Huntington tournament. I immediately got off the flight and went straight to the beach yeah. for practice. So yeah, I love it. Right. And I, I've been telling, like, try that I'm, like, ready for an off-season. I texted him yesterday. I was like, you want to serve and pass? Yeah. Like, I thought you were taking <laughs> off. I was like, well, I'm not jumping. Yeah. <laughs> this is off-season. Like, All right. Whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out there five days a week now. But I took a proper break. I took, uh, what, a month off? Yeah, month you were... half, something like that? After two years, you came in for a month, took another month off. Yeah, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel right, but I enjoyed it. Now I'm ready for the grind. Yeah. How is uh, your practice going now that you're, you're full-time in volleyball again? Uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah. We're all, we're all fundamentals now. we got Jose Loyal out there. And, uh, oh, man, he's, he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> all those Brazilians just, like, love volleyball. <laughs> They're just excited about yeah, every pass, every touch. So many reps. Yeah. No, <laughs> they definitely good. are. I feel like they're doing it because not only do they love the sport, but they like care about you too. Totally. I feel like Marcos even is like any off day we're like asked to continue another practice. He's always like, what are you doing tomorrow? Even like for tomorrow, he's like, do you have anything set up yet? I'm like, not yet. Do you have anything in mind? And he's like, yeah, like I'll text you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like That's great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They're great individuals. How does the, so you're in the P1440 developmental program. Mm-hmm. How does the coaching there differ from, say, the coaching at a collegiate program? Um, I think that, I mean, <laughs> like we just said, they're Brazilian. So I feel like the reps are so much more um, going from college. It was directed towards... Um, like a team aspect where I feel like this, the past one, the past developmental training group I was in, it was very um, individualized. There wasn't like a lot of team stuff. And then they would allow you to bring in an outside partner if you wanted to, but it was mostly directed towards like you as a player. At this stage in your career, what what do you think you would prefer? The individualized approach or more of a team-based approach? I think right now, since all summer, it was individualized more so. I'm ready for like a team aspect. Um, I like staying with one partner for a while. So (laughs) I would, I would like that more so. So like, I mean, we're going into that. So I'm really excited about it, but I think it was good. Um, In the off season, I would really like individual stuff. I would be fine with that. But in season, definitely more partner stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you had a lot of success with kind of various different partners over the past <laughs> few years. Um, mm-hmm. You and Cassie 
came out, took a seventh in Hermosa. You yeah. had a really good run. And then in your first international tournament of your career, you come out with Fallon and take gold, <laughs> which congrats, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> so how was the Norseka experience? Because it wasn't like a lot of Norsekas can sometimes be weaker than others. But you guys like that was a really good win over the McNamara twins. Yeah, going into it. I mean, that was my first international tournament. So I didn't know any teams except them from college. And it was funny because every team we went up against, uh, like after we would beat them, someone would come up to us and be like, that's a great team. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then when we went up against um, the twins in the finals, I knew that was going to be a tough game because every time I've gone up against them, they've beat me in college. So I was like, I was really wanting that game. I mean, they're really nice girls, but obviously I'm very competitive. So that was a good win for both of us. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. brings back some memories. Like when I, my first event on the world tours, I mean, we, we got a fifth. And I, I had no idea. I'm like, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we played some teams were good. Some teams were not so good. But I didn't know who they were or anything like that. And I feel like it kind of helps to your advantage mm-hmm. in, in some senses. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I clearly remember like a few games where we won. And then like I'm getting texts from people like, whoa, you beat that team? Like they did this, that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like (laughs) in the Huntington tournament recently, we played um, a Brazilian team and my mom texted me after and was like, did you know that girl was like a silver medalist? I was like, uh, which one? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. And then after I was like, wow, that was cool. (laughs) So yeah, you had a really good end of the season. Yeah. You you have the the gold in the Norseka and then you make your first career Sunday, although I count Norseka Sundays. (laughs) Oh, I didn't go. even think about that when I said that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, what do you think? Was it something in your game that you think it was improved by the end of the year? Or Because, I mean, you have a gold and then you take a third in a, a pretty wild major card tournament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. That was it. Um, I don't know. I feel like towards the end of the season, defense for me clicked more so. Um, I feel like it's – I feel like I'm not – It's hasn't completely clicked, but something at the end of season definitely did staying more patient, although I still cheat sometimes, but who doesn't? Yeah. Um, but I feel like my defense definitely clicked and I felt like my confidence kept growing throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. And now heading into off season, I'm sure confidence is pretty high with those two finishes too. Yeah. So I, after finishing that tournament, I think that I was so much more eager to get back to practice right after. I was like, that was so much fun. Like, that just lit a fire in me, and I'm already a very, I'm just, like, a grinder, and I think after that, I was like, oh, my God, like, there's even bigger fire in me that I didn't even know about, so it stinks that there's other tournaments, for a while, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like athletes can take that two different ways. A lot of people can have that type of success and get really complacent Mm -hmm. and just say, oh, well, you know, I had a great finish, now it's time to shut it down, I'll come back and be on top again. Yeah. And I like that you said that you have these two great finishes and you just want to practice more Yeah. to keep that going. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a pretty cool mindset. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like today I, um, practiced with Jess Gaffney and we were just out there serve receiving and I don't know, like there's sometimes when you have a good tournament and you go to practice and it's just so much fun or you finish with a poor finish and you're like, Oh my gosh. And you're kind of dwelling on it. But yeah, right now I'm kind of on a high and I just kind of can't get enough, but I keep getting, um, text from like my college coach that I'm close with, and she's like, "You got to take a break <laughs> at some point." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah, because it. I mean, you've had a long, a really long year because you finished your senior year at Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and then you played seven, seven AVPs. 
I think, yeah, I think it was seven or maybe six. Six or seven AVPs and then a Norseka and then another P1440 on top of that. Yeah. So you've been playing for a while. Like, how is everything holding up? Um, <laughs> right before Huntington, my body was kind of breaking down. That's why I took off time right before it. But I'd never taken that much time off right before an important tournament. So I was nervous how my body would react. And it reacted awesome. So... I'm gonna do it more That's often. <laughs> Another weapon. Yeah. Years, yeah. I know. I, I know that same feeling where you're like, "Oh crap! Is, is my body gonna remember how to do it?" Exactly. You, know, you, you yeah. want to be fresh on everything, and then you realize, I guess, uh, giving my body time to recover makes me more fresh. Yeah. And muscle memory doesn't go away that quickly, which mm-hmm. I learned in a big way that coming back from my whole health issues the last two years, I came back and I was like, "Huh." <laughs> still remember <laughs> still got it alright I guess the body's pretty good at that so yeah it's definitely a, a weapon rest is a weapon that you can use in your favor but you can be training your mind you know studying the game still right while resting your body but it's it's a hard balance because I think we're all kind of addicted to movement and like mm-hmm. activity you know yeah so it's hard to just sit back and watch mm-hmm and you mentioned a couple times that you are from Chicago. Yeah. Or just outside of it? Yeah. I'm in like a suburb outside of Chicago. Okay. But nobody so, knows it, so I just say Chicago. Uh, yeah. That's it. I, I do the same thing. I just say I'm from Baltimore, even though I'm from a town of like 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> just outside Baltimore. <laughs> um, I'm curious, because I saw on your BBB info that... Did you write that, by the way? Your BBB bio? No. I went and looked at it the other day, and I was like... Who wrote this? Because they put something really funny in it. Yeah, because I was laughing because it was like Turner was cut from her indoor volleyball team, so she went to the beach. And I'm wondering how, like, I can't imagine that in Chicago there's a humongous beach volleyball scene. I know that the the tournament there is great. Yeah. That was my first time to Chicago and had a really big fan base and everything, but still, it's not warm. (laughs) Right. That's what everyone says. They're like, how did you get into it? Um, There's a beach volleyball club called Team One. And when I got cut, um, I was asked by the coach to try out for their sand uh, club team. And they have two indoor courts, so in the winter we would train inside. And then we have outdoor courts, so when it would get warmer, we'd go outside. But um, the sand there is, like, as deep as Hermosa, which is hard to believe. But every time I go back, I think I just – it kicks my butt. So, um, but, yeah – the the game there, um, everyone loves volleyball. I mean, comparing it to California, it's it's tough because the competition isn't as uh, big and maybe as great. But um, there's still a lot of opportunities there. But yeah, it's definitely tough to get into it. I feel like if if there's anywhere in the Midwest, it's Chicago that mm-hmm. that has like is the main hub for beach volleyball at this right. point right now. Mm-hmm. I mean the tournament goes there and I'm sure that helps a little bit but there's a reason that the tournament goes there for mm-hmm. sure uh I, yeah I, I mean we have some of the best crowds when we go to Chicago I feel like that's probably besides Manhattan it's probably like our strongest fan base w- right when we travel on tour yeah well I mean if you just go to the city and on a summer day there's like tons of people playing it could be like six on six four and four mm-hmm. There could be like 12 on 12. Like they just want to play. And maybe it's not the prettiest, but they, yeah, it's really cool how much they love the sport there. Are there more um, indoor courts kind of popping up? You think the sport's still growing a lot? 
Yeah. Um, from what I know, um, there's I think there's two more facilities in like the area where I live that's indoor. Awesome. Um, and then like in Indiana too, and I know there's a couple in Ohio. I want to say, but. I mean, they're freezing when you go inside. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cold. Not heated sand. No, no, no. <laughs> it's definitely an experience because you'll, like, I don't know, pass a ball and you'll look up and there's a ton of light, so it's like six suns in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. You can't wear sunglasses, so it's it's bizarre, but it's cool. You got to put uh, giant fans on the wall exactly. in, in one direction <laughs> to create the, the wind. That's a good idea. <laughs> Might be a little, a little too much power uh, for the facility. <laughs> And then we put some like streaming like uh, copper cords to heat up underneath the sand, maybe. This is now we're talking science. Yeah. <laughs> this is well outside of my. I need to open <laughs> a. Like, I need to open a facility. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I figure if you know the more facilities that, like that that open up, the the bigger the sport's gonna grow, so people can mm-hmm. play year round out there. Definitely, for sure, yeah. And I think at a recreational level, beach volleyball is much better for like the average fan or the average player to, mm-hmm. to play it's easier on your body it's i think it's more fun you get you can be more involved than in six man and you don't need to find 12 people to play right yeah mm-hmm. i like it did you ever play on the hot winter nights no or was that before your time that was before my time i i heard stories from Hayden and them it sounded great they just because they, they just went to indoor facilities they, right they traveled in the on season? A, a tour bus it was like a it's like so a rock cool. band the AVP put all the players on a tour bus and they went like they did like a Midwest tour so they did like a few every night they went to a different location they all got paid and you get paid a a little more to win your exhibition than to lose but I think on the down low they were all splitting the money up four ways so nobody cared they just played just to play they all got paid bring that back yeah exactly (laughs) that would be a place to go yeah exactly (laughs) so you get to play exhibitions in the off season um that would have been awesome. Yeah, maybe Donaldson will bring it back. Maybe. Um, but when you when you got into beach though, and you started taking it serious, did you ever think that it would result in a college career at all? Because at the time, beach volleyball was just barely introduced as an ABCA sort yeah. of experimental sport. Um, I think my interest in the sport was growing as the sport was also in college. So. Um, when my coach Tay, uh, introduced it to me, he was like, you know, it's going to be tough. You probably won't get a scholarship. And I was like, I don't really care. And he's like, and you're kind of short. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And so, uh, when I walked on to GCU's team, it was so new. I mean, our courts were used by the entire school. Like everyone could use them. So it was tough. Like one time we, we went to practice at GCU and, we had our uniforms on and we asked someone to like get off the court for us. Cause we were about to start practice. Someone's like, well, like, who are you with? And we're like, we're the beach volleyball team. <laughs> so it was small when I originally got there, but it's grown so much. It's really, really cool. fast. Yeah. Too. Really fast. So you walked on. I did. Yeah. Did you, were you planning on doing that? Or were you just going to grand Canyon for school and then you maybe walk on by chance? No, I actually, um, I emailed the coach that was there, um, and I was like, I'll pretty much do anything to be on your team, and she's like, I can't really guarantee anything, so um, I kind of just went with it, took a risk. Um, I really went for volleyball, despite 
the fact that I didn't really have a spot yet. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, yeah, I got invited to walk on and kept playing. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. How did you find Grand Canyon from Chicago? Uh, One of my friends was going there for rugby, and he's like, hey, there's a team there. So I wanted to go to a school in California more than anything. Like, I love California with all my heart. So um, I was emailing every single school I could, like Long Beach, USC. I didn't get anyone to email me back. And then um, my friend's like, why don't you just try like a neighboring state? Why don't you just try Arizona? And I was like, why not? So when I emailed them, they were one of the only schools that emailed me back. So I looked into it and they were like, if you want to come on a visit, I mean, it's not um, like an actual visit. It's just like me yeah. going. Yeah, just going. <laughs> So, yeah, it was really unorthodox, for sure. We're going to pause real quick for a word from our sponsors who keep the show moving. We are incredibly grateful for all of our sponsors and all of you, the listeners, who keep the show moving and keep moving us forward. Couldn't do it without you. Um, And now it's, it's nuts that how fast the AVP season went by. But since it is over now, it is probably time that you re-upped on your volleyballs. I know that mine have turned to a kind of brownish-yellow color, so I know it's time for me to re-up on my volleyballs. I'm sure it is time for you to as well. So go to wilsonvolleyball.com, use the discount code WILSONSAND to get 20% off of all purchases at wilsonvolleyball.com. This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And, of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to put that oodles of prize money somewhere. You might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their their employees, 
partners, or themselves, you can give them a call too. Or 529 College Savings or Roth IRA for your kids. Did you know that you can give 15000 a year to your kid? I know when I was a kid, I wouldn't have minded that. Start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at Pacific Coast Wealth Management on Instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or you can give them a call, 949-637-7052. Again, that is 949-637-7052. A lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane, you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off, and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at fireflyrecovery.com. Let us know what you think think and use the discount code sandcast in all caps for a 10% off. All right. That is sandcast all caps for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com. And now back to the show. Well, I feel like unorthodox is just the standard, like part of the course for beach volleyball. Somewhat. Yeah. Well, nowadays, some people, <laughs> now I mean, it's becoming a little bit more normal. SCs and UCLA's are involved. So that's a little yeah. more formal, but I think probably feels better now now that you went through that path yeah. you know you're now you're at the pro level and you made it through but you had to kind of create the opportunity yourself right. rather than everything being handed to you right I don't think I would have wanted to do it any other way like it would have been a lot easier to just go to USC I mean I don't think I was good enough at the time but it would have been really cool mm-hmm. but I'm really glad that I went to GCU and was able to kind of like push that program along and um, kind of do it with like some new coaches that came in so it was cool and you, you grew as a player really fast, too. So, I mean, you only played, what, like 14 matches as a freshman? Yeah. And then your sophomore year, you made a big jump. But your junior year, like, you took off. Like, you finished, what, yeah. like 22 and 4? Something like Something, that? Something, yeah. I don't... Yeah, it was weird. Some people would, like, come up to me or my coaches and be like, what did you guys do with her? And I... Honestly, the only difference between my freshman and my sophomore and junior year was... I moved to San Diego and trained for a summer by myself. So maybe that was that it. Works. Yeah, no. that could have been it. I don't know. <laughs> or bet, something clicked. I bet your your coach is just favorite player of all time. She's like, <laughs> you came to her. You know, she didn't have to put in any other work. Yeah. She's like looking for this player this whole time and you just came to her. She's yeah. Like, yeah, you can try. I'm like, oh, wow, you're the person I've been looking for. Yeah. I kind of had that experience indoors, so. I know I'm, I'm sure your coach is just stoked about you coming to the university. Yeah, it was funny. My senior year, we were all sitting in a room and we were like talking about how much our coaches meant to us because our coaches are phenomenal. And mm. we were like having the conversation about how they chose all of us to come here. And I was like, not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the only one that wasn't chosen by any of the coaches. It was just, it was funny, but... Yeah, I, I like the path I went through. Um, it was a tough one. I feel like it still is pretty tough, but, I mean, everyone's route is different in their own way. Yeah. So. Who'd you end up settling in with in San Diego? I know you, you went by yourself, but I'm, 
obviously you found a pretty good training group to make the, uh, the improvements that you did. Yeah. Um, I actually was training with Liz Masakai and she was like my primary coach and my favorite coach. Um, but she honestly would just like throw me into training groups. Like I remember I trained with Kim DeShello and I was fan fangirling the entire time and I, I couldn't show it. Cause I was like young, but like, I was like, Oh my God, like I just dug her ball. And then, um, yeah, she would throw me into those kind of training groups. And I mean, they wouldn't like invite me, but like, I would be like the random one that would just come. So, um, that was pretty much my entire summer. And then I would meet like girls my age that were going to college or in college. And then I would pr- play in tournaments with them. So it's like a happy medium of age. Yeah, and then in between, you started playing AVPs, too. Yeah. Um, I know 2016, you were a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And you came really close to qualifying in your second tournament. Yeah. You made it to the fourth round in San Francisco. Yeah. That one, <laughs> it was such a heartbreaker. I think we went up against, like, Jason, Brittany Teagues. And going into that match, I was like, oh, my gosh, these girls are so good. I was so young and, like, super – I was just not confident. But – um the entire day, I was just, like, loving it. I felt like a child. Like, oh, my God, this is such a cool experience. But, um, yeah, ultimately, it came up short. But the experience was so cool, <laughs> especially yeah. that age. And getting that far, too, I'm sure, was a motivator because it seems like you're motivated by success. Yeah. And I, I think second-ever qualifier, making it to the round to get in, that's a pretty huge success. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that that probably lit a little fire under you, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And did you, like, know about the AVP growing up? Or when did you start to find out that, like, there was professional beach volleyball? (laughs) Uh, I think my sophomore year of college, I drove out with a couple of friends. Well, I basically begged them to go with me because I was like, oh, there's one in Huntington. Like, let's go. And my favorite player at the time was Casey Patterson, and I, like, wanted to watch him play defense so bad. So (laughs) we all drove out there, and they kind of were just there for the beach aspect. And I was sitting in the stands like, this is so cool. And I just kept looking at them. I'm like, I'm going to be out there one day, guys. And they're like, okay, Molly. I'm like, just watch. <laughs> uh, what so year was that? That was, I think, 2015. Nice. Yeah. Or 16. I was a sophomore. See, Casey gets all the fans. I loved him. He was so fun to watch. He would just dance. I'm like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, no, totally. That's what everyone thought. Except for the people across the net. I know. Everyone across the Everyone loves this guy. God damn it. It pissed me off a lot. And then I was like, all right, maybe I should take some notes. Be more friendly or something. I don't know. Dance more. He gets all the fans. Yeah. So when my mom visited maybe a year and a half or two years ago, I was practicing next to Casey. and And she was like, Trav, Trav, like, that's the dancing mohawk guy. That's Casey Patterson. <laughs> and you're like, Mom, shut up. So she, uh, she got a picture with him and got a hat signed. And she was like, he's the nicest guy. She goes, but what? Did... She's like, the signature doesn't look like Casey Patterson. It was Mr. Boom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's so Casey. Which made perfect sense. That's so Casey, yeah. It's so good for the sport, though. His yeah. Personality. Think sure. we, we need, take notes. We need showmen. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what, how my... I'm going to go take salsa tonight at the pier. That's true. So maybe I'll be doing some salsa out there next year. <laughs> Victor Cruz does salsa when he scores That's touchdowns. True. We don't have a... It's not as appropriate to do like... Every time you get an kill, ace, just break out a Kill salsa. dances. You know? <laughs> maybe an ace, yeah. So it's not like every like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. You could get DJ Ruscha on board. Like every time you get an ace, just have him play a little salsa tune. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's coming in 2019, people. Yeah. <laughs> Triborn Salsa. dancing Stay tour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how the skills go tonight. <laughs> That's funny. That was the same tournament that you came out for, right? Wasn't it? Where, for... Didn't you say that was your first tournament, Huntington 2015? Uh, New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Your second one. New Orleans. The second one was Huntington 2016. Oh, 16. Because that's when, that's when I moved here. So that was a week after I moved. And I lost uh, 21-9 in qualifier. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway. <laughs> Similar stories I'm hearing here. <laughs> Except for that, the match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone has that game. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. Sorry, we had to bring that up. <laughs> that's right. It happened again this year in Hermosa on Amazon Prime for everyone to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was there. I watched that. Who was it against? Troy Field and Chase. Oh, okay. Yeah, we lost our first set 21 9. Like, hey, you know, I got to write you like an apology. Dude, note. I've. I, <laughs> it took like five minutes. I played uh, Chicago 2016. My final was like. Something like that. I watched, I watched that the other day. Do you remember the scores? I know it was 21-9. It was uh, me versus Phil. It was better. like them short serving me or giving me full like free ball lollipops. And I'm just coming in hard and trying to beat yeah. Phil. And Phil, it's forgivable. owning me on TV. and just You got to go for yeah, it, though. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that one of the most impressive feats in volleyball I've ever seen was when Mayer lost 21-9 in New Orleans of 2016 oh, yeah. and came back and won. He's playing Casey and Jake, and him and Ryan like could not do anything right, and then they win the, ended up winning the match. No after way. After losing twenty one to nine. Oh yeah, that's that, a big bounce. I mean, back. that happens a lot. So sometimes you'll just be like trying to lull them to sleep. I feel like, You're like yeah, we'll just give this them. It's part up. of the plan. We're already losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you just tell yourself that. <laughs> it's good sports psychology. <laughs> you go to the sideline after and just make something up to make it sound like. Logical that that just happened. <laughs> so I wanted to lose that first set, partner, because uh, you know I figure we want to get we're better in more third reps set anyway. <laughs> we're better in third sets. We wanted to get more reps because yeah. you know it's gonna be a long weekend. We didn't we missed the practice this week and blah blah blah. It's funny. <laughs> though, I, that's what I told Paul Ariza in the San Jose qualifier this year. We were up twenty to eighteen, siding out with two match points, and I hit a, I blew both of them. And then ended up losing the next two points all by myself. So we lost 22-20 in the second set. And I came back and sat down next to Paul. And he's like, you're good. I was like, I know. We're a new partnership. We just needed this third set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More reps. Practice reps. <laughs> That's all we're looking for. Um, but now that you like come out, have a full professional season, um, when did it become an idea that that was possible for you to be a professional volleyball player? So I'm um, sure walking on to Grand Canyon, that wasn't your grand plan. No. I think that when I was sitting in the stands in the Huntington tournament, I was like, I want to be out in the stadium on the court. Like, I want to be playing. And I think I was watching, like, I think it was, like, Betsy Flint play. And I remember watching her in college, too. I'm like, if she can do it, someone from college, I think that it's possible for someone else, too. So um, that's kind of when I went back to school, and I was like, that's what I want. And, um, that's when I started kind of looking into at the time they still had those like U 21, uh, trials. And I think I played in two. I didn't do well, but I was just like anything I can do to kind of put my name out there. So that's when it kind of began. 
Okay. And mm-hmm. then 2017, you made it happen. Yeah. First, first uh, qualifier of the year, you go to Seattle. Yeah. And you guys qualify. Gosh, who are you playing with? Kenzie Ponnet. Mackenzie Ponnet. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Were you? What were the expectations going in? Because at that point, were you playing qualifiers for the experience? I know you were coming off a junior year where you were really hot. Yeah. Um, what were the expectations going in, and what was it like when that final ball did land? And you were like, holy cow, like, I'm guaranteed a 13th on the AVP tour. Yeah. Uh, going... So Kenzie and I are best friends. So when we decided to play together, first off, we're both defenders. So we played the small game and um, we both have pretty good uh, ball control. So our coach at the time was like, just get off the net. And we're like, all the time? And she's like, all the time. I'm like, (laughs) no blocking. I'm like, even when the ball's 50 50, she's like, get off. I was like, okay. So we were, we would like get off the net and people would just spatch them out or just hit them right into our, like, arms and it was bizarre <laughs> that it was happening we're like this is awesome and so when we went to Seattle we both were like this is the tournament we're gonna do it right now because it was her first time too that we both qualified like for the first time together and it was my birthday weekend and I'm like that's all I want for my birthday is to qualify and she's like let's do it and um the route to get there was like everything kind of just like fell into place like the top seed like got beat by Delaney and so, like, everything was, like, just clicking, and I was, like, this is the tournament, and um, so when it happened, we both, like, I think we both just, like, fell to the ground. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. <laughs> when did you have your your first stadium court experience? Because you said that was kind of the, the dream that you wanted to be on stadium. Oh, man. It was definitely this year. All right, it is the holiday season, so it is giveaway time, and I will be giving away five free books, uh, my new book, We Were Kings, to the five listeners who me and Tri pick as the winner of this contest. So in order to enter the contest, you need to tag us uh, a picture of you either playing beach volleyball or doing something with beach volleyball. Mention that you are excited about the book and how you got into beach volleyball and why you continue to play, why you love beach volleyball. And then we will pick the five that we like the most, and you will get a free book, We Were Kings. So Merry Christmas. Looking forward to seeing your responses, and happy reading. Uh, it wasn't Seattle. I think it was um, I think it was Chicago. I think we were playing Bree. Home court. Yeah, we, I think we were playing Bree and Lane Carico, me and Cassie were. Okay. And that was the game. We went to three, and we were down eight to 14, and we came back and won the third set in the freeze. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big Jeez. freeze comeback. Yeah, it was insane. But That must have been a long one. It was the longest game of my life, I think. I think we played, <laughs> I think they came up to us, and they're like, you played an extra like set within the third set. I was like, cool. Just within the freeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, now we got to go play another one. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Now I have to go play Kelly Larson, so excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think try. I think you've had the longest freeze I've ever seen uh, when you played Stafford and Casey in Chicago. Yeah, it was pretty long. How what, long was that one? What did they say? Because it remember I blacked you, out. It was frozen. <laughs> Somebody was up in the second set, frozen twenty eighteen. I forget if it was you or or Casey. Yeah, we went well the first set, and then or sorry, was it first that we went? I mean. The second set was a really long freeze. The second set was overtime. And then there was like an extra 35 serves. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. in the third set, you had an extra, another extra like 15 or 20. Yeah. And that was my second tournament back. <laughs> Two years. Welcome like, back. Really? We got to do this? Good thing I'm split blocking. Yeah. Second time with the freeze too. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we pulled that out. 
That was a fun match. But, yeah, no, I didn't like the rule at that point. That was yeah. only my third tournament playing with the freeze, too. Because I played one tur- that one tournament in Chicago. Okay. Was, like, what, 2016? Yep. The last tournament of the year was, like, the tester for the freeze. And then I didn't play since then. And then my first two. So it was only my third time playing, and, yeah, I kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> the freeze, it's... It's like no matter how ahead you are, I'd never feel complacent when it's the freeze. It's terrifying. Yeah, I could be at like 14 and 2 and be like, oh, God, they're coming back. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to sign out really right now. Yeah, no, totally. And, it, and it, I mean, it's great because it does that, but it also has lets the other team come back, have hope. Yeah. You know? You never, you never see teams giving up anymore. No. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. It, I, I, it is a fun rule. It's, it's weird that the rules change. On the last point, but it for the fan experience, it is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah they're like, "What's that. gonna happen now?" <laughs> so it's probably really fun to watch your comeback. Yeah, that. had my whole family oh, yeah, there. That's crazy. I was actually gonna <laughs> ask that. Was that because I'm sure your family doesn't get to see you play very often? Was yeah. that one of the first times they got to see you like in your element, like on stadium court too? That's yeah. really cool. And with the Chicago fan base, like stadium's packed. Yeah, it was. It was cool. My mom comes and watches me more than my dad because my dad works full time. So. Uh, that's the first time my dad saw me like play after a very long time. And that was like, I was so excited for him to be there. Cause I'm like, I feel like I just progressed so much. So mm-hmm. when he saw that, it like meant a lot to me, not even just him, but I had like my old like club team out there and it was, it was cool. I yeah. was really excited that that happened. I couldn't believe it happened after I was like, Oh my God, we just pulled that off. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had you had some really long runs just throughout the whole year because you and Cassie had a marathon run through the Hermosa qualifier, which was huge. Yeah, and then you guys went deep into the main draw. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that was a pretty good confidence booster, taking a seventh. Yeah, I think that once we when we were um, playing on Saturday, we won our first game, and. Uh, when we went into our second game, we were playing Lane Carico, and I honestly watch her on YouTube. I love her defense and how she, like, baits and cheats, and I'm, like, about to go against someone I look up to, so I was, like, let's do it, and when we won that game, honestly, I was, like, full tears. I was, like, I cannot believe that just happened, and then when we went into the next game playing Nicole Branna and Allie Wheeler, I was, like, whoa, these are <laughs> huge names. Like, Nicole Branna, like, come on. Yeah. So I was just, I was, like, fangirling, but at the same time, like, I, we just need to do our thing, and we've been proving it this entire tournament. Why not win another? Why not win another, you know? So. Yeah, you're here. Might as well win. Yeah, might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Have you had a moment where you sort of get over the fangirling experience and then feel that you belong here? Because I know for a lot of new athletes, that's a, a weird threshold to cross. Yeah, I think I'm kind of getting over it, but not completely. Um, but I still still look up to them. I think that everything that they've accomplished, it's hard to get over that. Yeah. Being so young um, compared to what they've done in their careers. But I think now it's not me getting on the court nervous. It's me getting on the court and wanting to beat them now. Because... Like, I've watched them enough on YouTube that I'm like, maybe I just know their game. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Like, <laughs> and I think uh, it never really goes away. Even if, like, you pass some of these players, you start beating them, but, like, you appreciate what they did for you, kind mm-hmm. of inspiring you and how they grew the sport before you kind of thing. So, I mean, I still, 
I mean, I, when I first came out, yeah, it was like everyone. All of Sean Scott, John, Hy- John Hyden, Phil, Todd, Jake, Rosie, all those guys. I've still like, I mean, now I'm like, I feel like I'm peers with them, you know? Um, but I still like it. I'm like, damn, like when I was a kid, they were, they were the shit, you know? And, and if you didn't have those guys like setting the bar, raising the bar, you probably wouldn't be where you're at now. Right. So I think that's kind of a ongoing thing, even if you do pass them, which I'm hoping to do or hope I'm doing. (laughs) 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 They're all like 40 years old, 45 now. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) You guys get out of here? No. No, but that is, it's funny for me looking back, like I forget about that, all those feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think those are pretty, they're like valuable times because right. it's just like you're seeing yourself like past your expectations and you're like, oh, maybe I can beat this person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, I did it. Maybe I can beat this person. And then you just realize eventually you're like, oh, I just, wherever I set my bar, I can, I can probably reach that goal. So I'm just going to keep doing it. But you still appreciate all the people yeah. along the way and all that. Well, for you, I mean, do you ever just sit down and think like there's guys under you that look up to you now? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I've had a few guys like kind of shown the pre- like Troy Field. I think he kind of is, says he speaks his mind a lot, so he like says stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. And, like he's like, dude, I used to watch. I mean, this guy actually is the worst. Or, best, <laughs> or the best, whatever. Because we're like the same age. I'm like, yeah, it's just Travis. Like, same. We're we're the same. But he's like, when he first came out, his one of his first tournaments he saw was me winning a final, and we were the same age. So you're probably like, holy crap, this guy's so good at beach volleyball, whatever. Still you've am. Said it. You said it a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it is weird. And I'm like, God, how am I that guy now? That's pretty crazy. It's cool. Though. Makes you pretty pretty grateful. Um, but also like you want to like pass it on to the next generation and, right. and be a good role model for the ones coming up, even though they're probably going to be trying to kick your ass within a few <laughs> years <laughs> or so. Um, but, but by doing that, by raising their level, you're raising your own level. And the, you know, what was the saying? All, all everyone rises on a high tide or something. I don't know. Something like that. Travis, yeah, come on. You're right. supposed to know <laughs> It'll be the all next boats, quote of the day. All boats <laughs> rise on a high tide. Damn it. I blew that. <laughs> Travis will put it on his Insta. That'll be the quote of the day tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, uh, it is kind of a trip going through that whole progression. Um, but I, I do, I want to like help the, the next generation, mm-hmm. like challenge them to challenge me, I guess, because I think that's a really valuable tool. Uh, tool. As you get better and better and there's less people ahead of you, you have to find more ways to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and by helping the people behind you, some of them are going to pass you probably, but that's just going to give you more uh, things to go after, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun progression to go through, and it's crazy looking back for sure. You mentioned that your uh, some of your club girls were there watching you in Chicago, so you're probably already having a little ripple effect in the Chicago community of people <laughs> who might be watching Molly Turner YouTube yeah. videos. <laughs> yeah. Sorta. I yeah. I mean they're really young. There was like this little girl from Team One. Um, I wore like one of our visors we had that it's like all black and it has the word one on it. And I would like put my hair in a bun like I normally do. And I posted a photo on my Instagram and she like did the exact same pose I did with the visor and like took a photo with it and they sent it to me. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute, funny. Huh. 
And apparently she like freaked out that I even like responded. I'm like, I'm not a celebrity at you're all. Like, so, like, you're like, I'm you. I, I know. feel like I'm you. I'm, I'm the one looking at everyone I'm else. Like, let's go to lunch. Like, I don't care. I yeah. just feel like a person. So I'm like, yeah. even someone that I thought she would look up to. So I thought that was cool. I mean, granted, it's one person. I was just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> That's a cool experience, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've had, I feel like you've had a lot of really cool experiences i feel like 2018 was probably a huge year in terms of growth for you just in terms of you went from being a main draw finisher a few times to it went to be very regular that Mm -hmm. you were a main draw then you got to represent the united states yeah then you have people looking up to you Mm -hmm. and so with this year how have you handled just all the growth and what have you done really to continue to progress at the rate you have like have you figured out a training regimen on your own because i know with college girls that's one of the toughest things is because everything is set for you, right. right? You have your coaches, your practice schedule, your partner, then all of a sudden you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So how have you made that adjustment? Cause that's always an interesting one. Uh, yeah, it has been weird. I think I, I do what I learned in college and I implement it into what I do now. Like I'll work out probably three to four times a week and then I'll stand, like do conditioning on the other days and then I'll practice like normal. I like to practice four to five times a week in like an in season, like right now that's not happening. But, um, yeah, I think what I learned from college, I definitely carry it with me, but the transition's kind of bizarre. Um, because it's definitely like about you now in college. It was like, how can we get everyone to be good? Now it's like, I got to work on myself by myself for myself. So it's definitely different. Has yeah. any, what's been your mindset in terms of just like, uh, I mean, we're kind of talking along these lines already, but like the professionalism in terms of, I mean, recovery and uh, diet and all that, like how has that kind of progressed since becoming a professional versus college and all that? Um, in college, uh, a bunch of my teammates ate really clean. So I think we all did it together. I eat clean for the most part, mm-hmm. but the biggest thing for me that's different in terms of that what you just mm-hmm. said was recovery mm-hmm. it is so hard for me I don't know why and like I use fireflies and that uh-huh. definitely helps and then I mean I'll like stretch in my own time but I have some like shoulder issues and I didn't realize how big recovery was until I had shoulder issues and totally like, I gotta take time out of my day like sit down and just do some stuff yeah you eventually you learn like it's like wow it's my job to Stay still. Yeah. <laughs> but like as athletes, I say this all the time, as athletes, we're, we're like obsessed with moving activity. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, today's a rest day, but you're like out doing something. Like, yeah. No, your job is to sit your ass down. Because <laughs> your body, movie. your body's like, this isn't rest. Yeah. <laughs> like I know your mind thinks it's rest, but yeah, exactly. Movie with the firefly on or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's something that's been huge with me. I'm like, damn, that's recovery is just important and i you know playing with john hyden he's like the master of all that stuff since he's 46 yeah like how how are they still playing well i've watched him yeah and and these guys are all like they're in the gym but they're not doing gnarly workouts they're doing foam rolling stretching they're uh icing like a ton and and they're resting and getting optimal sleep and eating the right way and blah 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 all that stuff and that was a big thing for me like turning the corner on that um, was just like, and it's kind of nice when you think about it, like, okay, because if we're not moving, we're like not playing volleyball, we feel like we're 
getting worse. You're like, we need to be exactly. doing something, right? Yeah. But once you start to think of it like, okay, recovery is part of my job, then you're like, oh, now I feel productive. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. You don't have to watch TV. You can watch video. Um, but resting, you like start to feel productive rather than like kind of anxious. Like, I need to be doing something. Right. That's yeah. kind of helped me. Yeah, with recovery. So for during P fourteen forty Huntington, my brother was in town and he'd never watched me play or anything. And then so at night we would, um, like me and Delaney would roll out uh, while we were watching like a Christmas movie. He's like, "What are you doing?" He'd never seen a foam roller before, because he was a golfer. Like golfers don't need to roll out. Right. And uh, and so I was like, "I don't think you really want to try this. This is terrible." Yeah. So he like, rolled out for like two seconds band. and was like, "Why do you do that to yourself?" <laughs> Like yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, so foam rollers are uh, torture devices, but they're your friends at the same time. I've learned that recently. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> a few other things that are a little easier than that, but foam rolling and ice baths. I've still never Ooh. taken an ice bath. What? Oh, Unless you seriously? Do, do you count yeah. jumping in the Pacific? Okay, this guy is uh, right now. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I do. Yeah, that. The water is cold right now. I do that. Mm, ice baths works though, because you're sitting in it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. You really don't get used to it either when you're sitting in an ice bath. No. Just, it just sucks the painful. whole time. <laughs> you're really advertising it well. Travis, <laughs> wait. Travis is <laughs> the <it> worst. <laughs> he, he's like, yeah, like the poster child of what we're talking about right now. We, what was it, like Austin? Austin, I was yeah. like, dude, you're your main drop. Let's go. Like, get in the player's tent. He's like, what, who do I talk to? Like, what do I do? I was like, come here, dude. I walk up to the trainer like, hey, this is Travis. He needs to get work done. Travis, tell him what hurts or whatever, you know? Because like, uh, they were like, sign in and uh, tell us what you want. And then I was like, um, what do you mean? What, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, don't know. You're, I, you're I asked the if there was a menu. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they should definitely have one of those. That's a great idea. So I saw people saying flush, and then it took me a good like two months for me to like ask like what a flush was. <laughs> and I was too embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy's hips are extremely tight. Just like, locked in place. Go uh, work on his hips. He's like, okay. Yeah. And then the <laughs> trainers really asked me, like, what did, what did you do to your hips and knees? I feel like they like, always say that stuff. Anything. It, like, does not make you feel any better. Every no. time I go in, they're like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. I like, just yeah. run around in sand constantly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll do it, apparently. Now that we are in the recovery season, um, what are you doing to keep busy over the off season? What keeps the Beats dream alive? Because... You know, aside from the millions that we made in prize money this year, uh-huh. yeah. you know, we do yeah. need something to keep us busy. Yeah, uh, I work a ton, honestly. I work almost like every single day, unfortunately. But other than that, I mean, I have a lot of friends here, so I just hang out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing oh, too exciting. It sounds hectic, <laughs> though. I mean, I was listening to your schedule right there. I was like, damn, she's busy with volleyball. Like, yeah. she plays a ton and trains a ton. And then you just said, I work a ton. I work so like, much. It's so terrible. Where do you work? Uh, I actually have three jobs. I oh, work at holy. the Bay Club. Okay. I get a free membership out of that. It's awesome. That's a big win. Yeah, I know. That's where you work right there. And yeah. Work out. Do they mm-hmm. have a spa? Jacuzzi, all that? They have a sauna, a steam room. The one in Manhattan has, I think, a spa. But oh, I yeah. work at the one in Redondo. So are you using it? Let's see. My head's going to recovery. I'm like, oh, sauna. Oh, yeah, perfect. absolutely. Yeah, all that? 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I also work at um, a brewery, Hob Saint. Have you heard about it? I haven't, but I love so beer, good. so I'm in. Definitely, you should definitely go. I'll drop by. It's so good. And then I also coach sometimes. Okay. <laughs> that one's the most, like, not frequent one, but the other two, I'm 
it's I just trade off. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like sort of what Caitlin Ledoux was doing before she went to Brazil. She was working like four jobs, playing, traveling all the time, mm -hmm. sleeping like two hours a night. And then she was like, I got to slow down. So she went to Brazil for two months and came back and was like, her life was changed. I need to do that. And now she's just <laughs> an absolute beast. Yeah, you should. Have you looked at what the 2019 season might be looking like for you? Or are you not jumping that far ahead? Because I know it seems like international stuff is part of the goals yeah. for you. I actually have been. I mean, it would be easier if AVP had their schedule out. I don't even know when they put it out, but it should be similar. It was out at this time similar. last year. It's pretty much the so same weekends though, right? Yeah. But maybe it can like switch one sometimes. or two will get tweaked, right? Hopefully they add one, which we don't, maybe who knows. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just going to play on the AVP tour again and then, um, definitely try to go to one stars. I don't have like any international points right now, so definitely have to start there. And then hopefully throughout the year I can go to like, two stars and then keep working yeah yeah and are you i know you played two events with fallon mm -hmm. obviously both went very well yeah with a third and a gold medal yeah is that a partnership you're looking to continue i i mean i love playing with fallon i haven't really uh had that conversation so it's kind of up in there yeah but um yeah i haven't had that conversation kind of not really looking into it yet i feel like it's too early but I don't know. Yeah. I'm I love <laughs> yeah, I, I loved know. watching you and Fallon play. The dialogue between you two was excellent. <laughs> I was cracking up the whole time. Oh my gosh. She's you're, just a handful. Like, you're fiery mm -hmm. on the court. Yeah. And Fallon is hysterical. Oh, yeah. So Fallon called like she's like line, line, line. And then she was playing Katie Spieler and Allie Wheeler. And Katie moves to the line. I guess they're running a dive play and you cut it. And Fallon goes, don't you ever listen to my call? Why would you listen to my call when I'm calling like that? I was dying. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. When we're sitting in server seat, we have a conversation. I'll be like, okay, wind coming from my side. You got me or like something like that. And then she'll like say the exact same thing back, but add on. And then I'll add on to that. And then they serve. I'm like, oh my God. But I love communication so much. Like I would love to just continue talking throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Like that's the player I am. So yeah, me and my partner got to work on that a little bit. Trevor Tra communicates a, across the net pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he's not a, no, he's not a talker <laughs> unless he's talking shit. <laughs> yeah. Through the net, yeah. I'm like, can, can I get a little bit of that? Like, let me know where you are on the court, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But, well, and I was surprised, too, because um, you had a little Casey Patterson in you when Allie pulled on you. And you, oh my you beat God. one scene I, pretty hard. And you're like, don't pull on me. And I was like, whoa. Oh, you know what, Turner? You know, honestly, <laughs> I did that all the time in college. I don't know why. Like, we would go up against teams, and everyone would pull on me, and I was so sick of it. I was like, why don't you guys stay? There but at the go. same time, I liked it, because then you could... You know, hit, yeah, free yeah. swing. But yeah, that was the first time that that kind of came out of me this season. I was like, and wow. I love Allie Wheeler, and I cannot believe I said that. And it was dead silent too, so everyone heard. <laughs> yeah, well, Hagen was oh, stoked. Yeah. He was just like, I love it because because Hagen, <laughs> Hagen likes saying stuff like that too. She's like, this is great. The women's side needs more of this. Yeah, <laughs> let it flow. If it's if the thoughts there, let let the crowd in. Yeah, That's yeah. What I learned. I guess. <laughs> just a little fire. It was fun yeah. to watch, though. That was a really fun match to watch, actually. They were all fun. Like, that entire weekend, every game I played was so much fun. That was a, a, a good tournament on the women's side because I feel like 15 of the teams of the 24 could have ended up in the semis. Like, Literally. It was, it was a toss-up. It was up. just, like, across the board, every team was almost just completely and totally even. Right, and every single game, I think, went to three. There I were mean, a ton. Yeah, our quarterfinal game was 15-13. 
And it was terrifying because we were on the bad side and they were serving. And I'm like, either they're going to spatch this out or they're going to just annihilate me. Yeah. And they missed their serve. It was really awesome. Nice. <laughs> That's a huge win on the bad side. Cause yeah. It, it was windy. Yeah. That was some of the windiest I've played volleyball in. Probably it was ever. cold. Yeah. It was terrible. Are you, has your blood thinned? Like when I, if my mom listens to this, she's going to text me and be like, Molly, like that's embarrassing that you just said that. That's so funny. That's terrible. I'm the worst. I'm like, I bought gloves, uh, for practice. No, you didn't. Yeah. I bought them at Costco uh, on Saturday. That's so funny. Now to keep my hands warm and warm ups. Then they have little grips on it too. So I think I can set. You can still hand set. Yeah. (laughs) And I wore uh, sand socks the other day. Granted, I was in Hawaii the week before, where, which is where I'm from. So yeah, I guess I have somewhat of an excuse. But yeah, I'm the worst when it comes to the cold. Yeah. I'm I mean, cold it's right December. Now. Dude, it does get it, it is. <laughs> it does get cold in California. Like it, it gets genuinely like pretty cold. My even when yeah. my brother came out, he was like, "Wow, it's like kind of freezing right now." And he lives in Maryland. It was like yeah, eight this degrees when he left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, his, his fiance was like, I thought I was just gonna come out and like sunbathe. It's like it is December. Like true. <laughs> no. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are on to our final two questions of the podcast. So it is December, which is the giving season. So we're continuing our giveaways. This time it is a Firefly recovery device giveaway. Mm-hmm. So Miss Molly, what can our listeners do to win a Firefly giveaway? In order to win this giveaway, um, post on your story um, how you recover, but make it Christmassy. And then also tag Sandcast, my Instagram, which is MollyTurner22, and Firefly. And we'll pick the best one. All right. So we'll pick the best one. And we usually pick them in about two weeks. So we do have a winner. Our Stafford Slick sign ball will be going out uh, later this week. We do have a winner. So we will congratulate run on Instagram and we'll have that in time for the Christmas season. And our last question for you is one we ask every guest is if you had to give a piece of advice to an upcoming beach volleyball player, what piece of advice would that be? Uh, I would say there's so many I want to say, but for me, the biggest one that, um, someone once told me was just get out there and play. It doesn't have to be against anyone good. You can always work on yourself regardless of who's on the other side of the net. Even if it's just you, just get out there, touch a ball, just keep progressing. Love it. All right, just get out there and play. You do it plenty. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there anything else that you want to add before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your day? No, I don't think so. All right, well, thanks for coming on and hanging out. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Let's see those firefly or those recovery holiday recovery stories, people. All right, I'm I'm excited to see them. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I love these things. Entertain (laughs) us. (laughs) All right, everybody. Shoots. Thanks, Molly. Shoots.